What's up, podcast? This is Matt Chalava, and you're listening to the Road Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Chalava, and it is Thursday, so we are almost at the weekend. It's It's gone really fast. It's been a really good week, and there really hasn't been a whole lot of craziness outside of maybe last night there was a lot of, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of Comic-Con stuff that is very like collectible and resellable a lot of those conventions and stuff have been shut down so they've been doing all sorts of crazy releases with that so that's just been something that I've been looking at and trying to study that a little bit but really the focus for me has just been trying to push a little bit of sales this week I really haven't made a whole ton of sales and, and it's one of those things where people always push the the summer slowdown merit like narrative and it's for me something that I talked about it yesterday, but I'm just not a huge fan of that. I think that you can always push sales and always get more sales um, depending on the kind of items that you're selling. And if you're not selling, maybe you need to pivot. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to look into new avenues, uh, new sources of income, new streams of income to make money. And one of those that I've just been paying a lot of attention to is sports cards. And so it's just, it's crazy. You can go and you can look at what the price of sports cards have done in the past couple weeks. And there have been people that I've been talking to that have predicted this. I myself did not pay too much attention to it just because I didn't really think that much of it at the time. But now you're watching packs and you're watching like a box of Panini mosaic, uh, like prison basketball cards that are in a mega box which is 80 cards it's an 80 count box and that box retailed for i think about 80 bucks and i was just watching somebody in the one group that i'm in said that they sold two for 700 dollars today so that is a it was either 700 or 750 i'm not sure i think he netted i think it was like 350 a box 375 a box he said so right around 700 to 750 that's just crazy i mean those cards came out they, they started coming out i think in april may time and now now they're up around and that's for like that's just an unbroken box that's completely sealed and everything it's it's um so that means that they haven't opened it or anything now if you're breaking those boxes and you're opening them and you're finding like zion cards right now then you're making a ton of money because some of the zion cards some of the more limited ones the ones that are serial numbered the ones that are uh, refractors and stuff that are kind of like when you when you hold them up to the light they shine differently than just a regular card those I've seen those go ungraded for several thousand dollars and then graded at like a PSA 10 or a BGS 9.5. Those have just skyrocketed. And so that's something I really, really would like to do a little bit more of. I think that sometimes we pigeonhole ourselves into, well, I can only do this and I only know this. And literally last night I was just kind of sitting there looking at what I'm doing this month and realizing that my sales have dropped a lot. And part of it is because the items I'm sourcing just haven't really been as readily available. Uh, some of the ways that I've been going about getting them, um, like the stores, they're all sold out. Some of the ways online are harder to get. There's so many people going after them now. By now, they're just so mainstream that it's hard. There's just a lot of competition for them. And so pivoting out of that, looking into new things, I, I mean, it's just, it's always, it's an ever-changing game for me. And so... Yeah, I never thought I'd be doing retail arbitrage. I thought I'd be doing thrift stores and garage sales forever. And now I, I haven't touched a thrift store or a garage sale in months. I mean, the, first, the last garage sale I went to must have been three or four weeks ago, and I really didn't get that much. It was more for just a little bit of relaxation. Go pick a couple books, and I haven't listed most of the stuff that I got there yet anyways because I've just been busy doing 
Instagram stuff, busy doing podcasting, busy trying to research new items. Just there's a lot out there to do. And so sometimes we get caught up in that. And then for me, it's hard to differentiate what's what's really the push. What am I really going for here? Am I trying to do, am I trying to grow an Instagram account and make something big out of that? Or am I trying to build a business and make something big out of that? Or am I trying to do both? And I, I love doing both. I mean, it's awesome. I love talking to people on Instagram. I love seeing what other people are selling. Uh, it's definitely a grind sometimes because there's just a lot of a lot of work that goes into trying to get new followers and trying to meet new people and learn new things on there. A lot of people don't, especially people that know what they're doing, they typically have a pretty large following. And so it's hard to sometimes get in, in touch with them just because they're super busy. And so for me, being able to learn from people like that and stuff is, is something that I push myself to do. And I enjoy that. It's, it's good to be able to talk to people um, that really know their stuff. And I mean, even in the podcast that I was doing with eBay Joey a couple weeks ago, he was talking about how he likes to find people that are just starting out and then people that are doing around the same amount as him or the same volume as him on eBay or Amazon and then people that are much above him. And I really, I really appreciate that because it is true. I like helping people a lot, which would be people that are just starting out. I mean, I, I don't think the only time I wouldn't respond to a comment is if I get so many comments on Instagram that they like push out of the feed and I can't actually find them to respond to them. But like sometimes that happens. Like I'm at work for eight hours a day. I get a bunch of comments and then I go back through and I'm like, oh, I don't know if anybody replied to me and I totally just missed it because it's not even in my feed anymore of like notifications or what. Um, but if you message me on Instagram, I for sure will get back to you. I have no idea when. But it's usually within the same day. And seriously, if you have anything that you need help with, you just let me know and I'd help you out in a heartbeat. Um, but so I like doing that. I like talking to people that are doing the same thing as me because they're making roughly the same amount of money or maybe they're doing the same amount of sales or they're doing the same type of product. And, and that kind of a thing is is good. I like getting to you know just talk with them and see what things are like for them maybe learn a little bit from them because they're doing the same thing that I am, but maybe they have a few things that I could improve upon, or maybe they have a ton of things that I could improve upon, but they just do differently uh, that could really help me grow my own business and, and really push me past the point that I'm at now. And then trying to find people to talk to that are way, way above me as in like a Reezy, like Reezy is, Reezy's kind of like the pinnacle of reselling um, him. And then there's, uh, crap what's his name his name's josh and he is the like he's like the other huge reseller that um is just huge on amazon i can't remember his last name right now um but he he does really well like people like that obviously like they're not easy to talk to but being able to glean stuff from them whether it's what they post or even somebody like you know like flip flip on instagram he's he's a really good source he usually gets back to you in dms and stuff being able to learn from people like him or people that are doing the volume that he is or even doing what he's doing where he's you know started you know a massive brand for himself it's paid itself off in dividends in the end for him you know it that kind of a thing to me is important because you're able to learn you're able to further yourself and you may not get that much time to talk to somebody like that but at the same time whenever you're able to kind of learn from them one thing that they say could really transform the way you do something and so that for me is huge i i really really enjoy that kind of a thing I think that it's important to be able to learn from all sorts of people on that. And so that's why I kind of spent a lot of time on Instagram and spent a lot of time in some of the groups that I'm in and stuff, just trying to learn from other people, seeing what they're doing, reading about, hey, I learned how to do this, or hey, I tried this and this sold, maybe you should look at this. You know, Those sorts of things really, really pay themselves off for me. 
but it all comes back to trying to actually make the sales. So now I have a bunch of products that I don't have listed and it, it comes down to a point of when do I need to list, when do I need to sell, and when do I need to go source, and when, you know, I sourced today for probably about 30, 40, 30 or 40 minutes, and I didn't find anything, and that's been kind of the trend, and part of that is because I am running out of space, part of that, and so I don't really want to pick up a ton of big items, part of it is because a lot of the items that I'm looking for are, I, I think they're going to be out of season here in about a month, and so it's really just not even that beneficial for me to, um, to look for a bulk amount of those items, but at the same time, there's new things that spring up. There's new things. Back to school items are going to do huge, like books and stuff. That um, you know, if you can find a book plug right now and get uh, on Amazon, start listing books or listing calculators and stuff like that. Those sorts of things always do well back to school. And so it's just pivoting. And and for reselling, it's always pivoting. It's always adjusting. It's always doing new things. And for me. Uh, sports cards for me are something that I haven't dabbled much in. Last year, just messing around, I bought a couple cards that I thought would do decent, and both both of the players flamed out. It, I think they ended up being Ryan Finley from the Bengals. I figured he would get in, he would get a shot. He was pretty decent in college. He wasn't fantastic, um, but he was decent enough to get in there and have a couple shots, and he got in there, and he was terrible. He, he was so bad. He was one of the worst rookie quarterbacks. He was uh, he played as bad as anybody had played in the NFL. And so that was a bad investment. And then um, just looking at what Tampa Bay had set up for them, Jameis Winston was in like prime opportunity to be able to absolutely crush it. And he did. He threw for 5,000 yards last year. And he just absolutely knocked it out of the park, except for the fact that he was one of the biggest detriments to his team because he threw so many interceptions and stuff. And that's now he's not even a starting quarterback. And so now both of those cards weren't very much money. I think the Finley one was like 30 some bucks. And then the, the Winston one was like 15 bucks at PSA 10. So like it's graded. There's, you know, at least you have that going for you. It really can't drop too much below that. But at the same time, you know, I didn't really go full in with it. And now I'm looking at cards like a Trey Young rookie card that I looked at in the fall that was 300 bucks for PSA 10. And I just completely whiffed on it. I was just like, well, you know, Trey Young's good, but how how good are the Hawks? And I don't know much about the NBA, but I know the Hawks aren't very good. I know that they have some pieces, and I was talking to my little cousin about this, but they have some pieces of the puzzle that would work out very well for them if things started to click for them. They have a couple good players down there outside of just Trey Young. But I had heard they weren't going to make the playoffs, and I didn't really know much about it. And I was going, well, playoff teams and players are really the only ones that make the that really jump up in value and $300 for a piece of cardboard in my opinion is outrageously overpriced which is true if you're spending 300 bucks on a piece of cardboard to own it I think that either it's something you really enjoy but like for me it completely throws me off because that piece of cardboard to me is not worth more than the, the cardboard itself and the paint on it like or the screen print, but you get the point. It's really just not worth it. And so for somebody to pay $300 for that, it's super volatile. And I, I didn't know anything about it. And so now I'm looking at them and it's been a little bit since I looked, I think I may have talked about this before, but tray on cards are going for around 1600 bucks right now on StockX. And so, it, you know, to buy four of those and invest $1,200 and not even take out of my reselling, but just personally, buy four or five of those last fall and then watch them triple quadruple in value over even more i mean they, they've for 300 bucks they went up five six x and that kind of a thing is that would have really been a nice chunk of change just to have 
cash in on that whenever the NBA comes back and everybody's super hyped up on on um, this basketball and sports and you make a lot of money. Now, none of us could have predicted that COVID would have came, knocked out all the sports, and then they come back with a kind of a huge jump start and everybody's super psyched because they've been deprived of sports for months. But at the same time, it would have been a smart move to at least invest in them in May. Whenever we realized that things were going to fizzle out a little bit for us, the things were going to back to some sort of normal and that the NBA and the MLB were very likely coming back. And I just didn't do it. I didn't didn't pay attention to it. I had a lot going on then and there was a lot going on. Just my girlfriend was home. I was hanging out with her. There were a ton of items I was sourcing and doing very well on. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm looking at some of these people that are investing in cards to invest in a Trey Young card back then when he was only 600 bucks and now he's 1500. I would have only needed to invest in a few of those to make a lot of money. And likewise, the LeBron James like rookie card that came out back in 2003, I think it was his Topps Chrome. That was going for around 6K, I think, at the beginning of June, and it's up over 12 right now. That's six thousand dollars. That's a that's a month of reselling if you're doing a very good job and profit on that six thousand dollars. Like that's just crazy. You know, you buy one investment, it pays off so well that you honestly wouldn't need to do anything else that month. And so I'm watching a lot of these people go transfer into sports cards and. It scares me a lot because it's super volatile, right? Like the economy crashes, people holding wax, I think are going to be in in for a very interesting time because at that point, things get a little bit weird. I, we haven't seen what happens in an economic downturn. We've seen what happens before with sports cards, but now we have grading and we have uh, like serial number cards that are limited. And so there's still some some cards that are very limited and hard to get it just comes down to the fact that uh, you know how much are people going to put value into that because it's a very buyer driven market there's not really a lot of need but there's a ton of want and a ton of desire around it and so that's just the only thing that's giving me pause but at this point if you're not learning about it and actively trying to improve yourself you're you're really putting yourself at a disadvantage and for me when i find out when i find out about something that is very good and I completely miss on it. I don't pay attention to it. I oftentimes will spite the whatever it is. And so if it's an idea or a way of doing things or something, I will just completely write it off because I missed out on the beginning and I screwed up and that's, you know, I don't deserve any any of the of the good parts of whatever that would be, whether that's an item to source or whether that's a whole market of sports cards. I kind of just get super tilted about it and I don't actually look into it at all. And so learning about that, learning and seeing all these people start to get into sports cards and then start to do really well with it, it's something that's kind of transformed my outlook on that. And it's something that I'm going to start looking into a lot more heavily. I'm going to research it a good bit. I'm just listening to a few podcasts on it by Sports Card Investor and even watching what he did this past year where I, I watched him come out. I followed him on Twitter when he had 300 followers on Twitter. He may not have even had that many. And nobody knew who he was. He was getting maybe... I would say maybe he had like a few hundred views on his videos and it was before he went to the national and he was just talking about it in this podcast where he got 1500 views on his YouTube video from the national and it was before that that I was following him and I've just watched him and kind of got out of touch with that because I've gotten 
you know, into retail arbitrage. I've gotten into a lot more Instagram and I have a lot less time. And I'm listening to his podcast and he has 32,000 subscribers on YouTube. And it's just one of those things where watching somebody go from zero to 32K in one year in itself is is really, really incredible. But it's also, it, it kind of makes you feel like it's one of those things where you have a very legitimate shot if you do the right things, you take the right steps, and you are very active in you know doing what you need to do. I it's it's crazy to me how many people I see go from zero to zero to a hundred very quickly on something and do very well for themselves. And each time you seem to ask somebody about how did you do that, I never get a set of steps. I you know I have people in my family that are very successful. I have friends. I mean, even the kid that I had taken over for at work that was the the plant engineer before me. I mean, he's doing fantastic right now running an Amazon business. And each person I've asked what you do, they simply respond not with a set of steps or anything. They just tell me that they did it. They just said executing on what I needed to do when I needed to do it is what I did. And for me, that's something that's kind of transformed a lot of the ways that I work because getting what you need to get done each day is really what you need to do. And it's not what order do I need to get it done. It's not what what steps do I need to take. It's just getting it done and getting it done efficiently. And so that's something that for me, the consistency, the doing it every day, the making sure that you're getting what you need to do done each day is, is really one of the things that I know I can do. It's one of the things that pushes me a lot because it's not even so much based on it. It doesn't seem like it's based on just crushing it every every time, but at least going out there and putting out a piece of content each day or putting up a few listings each day or whatever it is that you're trying to do. For me, I've watched so many people just do it based on the fact that they are executing very well and the fact that they do it very consistently. So for me, that's super encouraging because you don't have to be like some rock star to do it. You just have to go out there and do it. And so that's what I'm going to be pushing myself to do. There's a lot of a lot of markets out there, whether that be wholesale, whether that be um, sneakers. I mean, there's just so many untapped things with sneakers right now, and sneakers aren't even like sneakers aren't even the thing, and they're they're blowing up. I mean, I've got today I got the Drew Leagues, which was just a Nike Air Force One with Drew League on the side of it, and it was a plain all white Air Force One, and it said Drew League in like script font, which Drew League is one of like the New York City basketball tournaments from what I was reading about and I got that shoe it was 110 bucks I believe and I flipped it immediately for 160 and it's it wasn't even a hyped shoe like shoes right now are doing very well cards are doing very well like these collectible items that don't matter in life after everything's said and done are just skyrocket high right now and so for me it's pushing pushing to learn about a lot of those things because so many people write them off and if you're writing off shoes or sports cards right now, you're doing it wrong. Unless you have like some other business strategy, whatever. Or maybe you don't like them, and that's fine too. But if you think that they're not profitable, then you are doing something wrong because that's just not true. And even if you don't like shoes, I think there's a huge market with them because unlike sports cards, when you're doing sports card investing, you have to actually know a little bit about the players or the sport or, or pay attention a good bit. With shoes, I've become kind of able to realize that hey this just looks like a clean shoe I've seen this type of shoe resell 
I'm going to buy it and then relist it on eBay and see what happens. And worst comes to worst, I can at least return it. Where sports cars are a little bit different, there's a lot more of a risk involved whenever you're buying on eBay and you can't really return things and stuff like that uh, because a lot of people aren't going to do free returns on that. They just they make their sale and they're out of there. But, you know, it, it is one of those things where there's just a lot of profit right now. And so if you're looking to grow your business and you're looking to do well from that kind of a regard, you can really level things up just by looking into some of these markets that you haven't done before. And so that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be doing a lot of research. I, I mean, like I said, we all have a lot of time, hopefully, unless, I don't know, unless you get like hit by a bus or something or I get hit by a bus and I hope that doesn't happen to any of you or me. But like, if that doesn't happen and nothing terrible happens, we have a good amount of time to really focus on this and play it out. You know, I could play this thing out very long and a lot of us can to the point where we're making a lot of money years down the road. And so putting in the research now, putting in the time now, especially for me when I don't have really too much else to do, I don't have too many commitments right now, it's going to be something that I'm going to be pushing to do a lot because I can really carry a lot of the stuff I learned now into future, just future stuff, future reselling, future business, that kind of a thing. So that's kind of what my focus is right now. Just pretty, pretty uh, focused on learning a lot and being able to push and still make those sales on eBay. I mean, it's, it's difficult because like I said, there's just so much to do, but at the same time, a lot of other people get it done. And so it's just one of those things where a little more grit and a little more focus on what we're doing is is oftentimes just the remedy for low sales and maybe just a you know a day where you don't feel like doing the work and so that's really what i'm going to be focused on that's something that i enjoy learning a lot about and seeing how other people are successful but for me that's that's kind of my focus for the day so that being said i'll let you guys go and i'll get back to you tomorrow with another podcast you guys have a good one peace